wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships? Join me for another episode of Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting, as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. If you're like me, I spent all my first pregnancy wanting to learn all I could about how I was going to labor and bring my baby through my body to give birth. No one talked to me, nor did I even ask much about what my body would be like after birth or how my relationship and sex life would be changed and ways that I could prepare to enhance my relationship and my sexuality. My guest today is here to discuss how to bounce back from childbirth at your own pace and when to start having sex again. Hi, I'm Deborah Pascali Bonaro, founder and director of Orgasmic Birth and host of the Orgasmic Birth podcast. And I am so honored to welcome Susan Bratton. She is an intimacy expert to millions. She's a champion and an advocate for all those who desire intimacy and passion for their whole life long. Susan is co-founder and CEO of two corporations, Personal Life Media, Inc., and a publisher, a heart-connected lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills, and the 20 LC, a manufacturer of organic and botanical supplements that enhance sexual vitality. She's also a best-selling author and publisher of 34 books and programs, including Sexual Soulmates, Relationship Magic, Revive Her Drive, Ravish Him, Steamy Sex Ed, just reading these topics, right, are incredible. She's also been featured in the New York Times and on CNBC and the Today Show, as well as frequent appearances on ABCBS, the CW, Fox, and NBC. So welcome, Susan. Like, I've known about you for so long, and I am truly honored to have you join us today. I'm truly honored, Deborah. I mean, (laughs) orgasmic birth. Oh, hell yes. Let's go. Thank you for being the expert in one of the most important things that I think could happen to any woman or and their partner in your entire life and to make it celebratory. So I literally have goosebumps being here with you. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much. And I always love to ask, How did this begin for you? And maybe you can share just a little bit about your birth story and then where that's taken you. Sure. I think that one of the things that I came to talk to you about today that I'm so excited to talk to you about is my being the ecstatic birth doula for one of my dear friends just in the last, let's see, we're recording in April now. And she was, Zoe was born in very early January. So she's only about 90 days old. And I spent pretty much most of last year with my girlfriend, who's not my lover, by the way, she was a friend of mine, a business friend of mine. She's a sensual and erotic coach, a pleasure coach, and helping her be her ecstatic birth partner. And it was so cathartic for me, Deborah. so cathartic for me because 
I was so disconnected from my body 26 years ago when I had my daughter. And that led me to what I do today. But also, my mother, my birth with my mother was very difficult. I had some trauma, a breach. I was a breach. My daughter was a breach. And we had some traumas. My mother had a lot to get over after the birth and had an episiotomy scar that really gave her difficulty her whole life with fistulas and things like that. And so I've always been scared of birth. I was scared of birth, even after having my own baby. Even after being an intimacy expert, a sex expert, birth was scary to me until my girlfriend, Jenna Laflamme, helped me see what was possible through her work with the Free Birth Society, through wanting to have an ecstatic home birth, and just really opening my eyes to all that. Not only opening my eyes, but literally limbically connecting us together in her orgasmic pleasure that I was delivering but I was feeling in my body as I gave it to her. And there's one tie that binds the recovery of my being disconnected to my body and the other side of that coin, being able to connect to her body through a practice that I've been doing for a couple of decades called the expanded orgasm practice. And I had never given a woman these manual pleasuring experiences that I gave Jenna. And I want to tell you all about them because it was Please such an do. amazing growth experience for both of us. Oh my God. So beautiful. So heartwarming. So sensual and not at all weird. Like we just navigated like champs together through this whole thing. But when I had my baby and I was so disconnected from my own body that I'd never even really looked at my vulva and I had a cesarean section and I was had I was relieved because I wouldn't have to have a vaginal birth and it, I was scared about that. And now I think to myself, everything I was told was bullshit. And I was really sold a bill of goods by the traditional doctoring community. And it would have been so much better had I been in touch with and connected to my body, understood the processes better, not had to th not think that, oh, I just want to go in and have her cut out of me. Oh God, if I could have a do-over, I'd have a do-over. But I have to say that even though we go through these bad experiences, I couldn't love my daughter more. I couldn't be a happier mother. I just have had such an exquisite, I've had an exquisite experience being the daughter to my mother and the mother to my daughter. And I just love that part of my life so much. The generational mothering is an incredible experience. I just love it so much. So I could go into a little bit about what this expanded orgasm practice was that changed my world and ultimately allowed me to be in this practice with Jenna. I think that maybe yes. kind of the next place to go. Does that sound oh. good? Definitely, because I want to hear it. And I'm sure everybody else is sitting there going, yes. I literally have goosebumps right now just even talking about it. It was so precious and special to me. So right after, let's see, when my daughter was about six years old, and she knows all these things. So I'm not ever, I'm never going to say anything that the other people involved don't know about. And I'm never going to speak on behalf of another person. I'm going to try not to speak on behalf of another person. I'm going to tell you my 
heartfelt sense and personal experiences because I just think that's the way to do things with integrity. And I'm sure that Jenna would be happy to come on your show and talk about her side of the experience as well. She loved it so much that we actually videotaped our experience as we went through it. And we took pictures of the experience when we would have our orgasmic birth massage dates. And even the night when she was laboring so hard and I was trying to do everything I can to soothe her and to move her from pain to pleasure. The pictures of that are so exquisite. They're so exquisite. Two women supporting each other in that way. You've seen these pictures, whether they're oh. static birth or they're just two women helping each other through the labor. Beautiful pictures. And they're at orgasmicbirthmassage.com. Jenna has documented everything and we're rolling out the videos. We're making it available. So anything that I say, if it's appealing to your listeners, that there's more at ecstaticbirthmassage.com. So I almost lost my marriage when my daughter was six because my husband and I had grown estranged. And really, I'm just going to give you the netted out hindsight is 2020. I had some trauma, some sexual trauma as a child. My husband and I were, for the first decade of our marriage, the blind, leaving the blind, doing the best we could with our sexuality. It was great for him and it wasn't great for me. He could have an orgasm from intercourse every time. I did that for over a decade without having orgasms and just didn't want to do it anymore. I just, it was like, he tried everything to get me to have sex with him and I didn't want to do it. And I was just like, I would use every excuse in the book. and. He he felt so rejected that he mentally checked out of the marriage and he emotionally checked out of the marriage. He had serial affairs on the side for sex so he could stay in the marriage because we had a kid and we had a great marriage otherwise, but he wasn't getting his needs met. And I didn't want to have a sexless marriage, but I didn't know what to do. So when it all came to a head one night after two gin martinis on our anniversary and I told him the truth that it wasn't good for me, it had never really been good for me after the first couple of months and that I didn't know what to do about it, but I didn't want to lose him. And that's when, before he walked out the door forever, we decided to get counseling and go to therapy and work on ourselves and learn some sex skills and go to some sex workshops. We went to these sex workshops and it almost instantly fixed our marriage. It was like, holy cow, if we just had people tell us what to do, it wouldn't have to be so bad. It would be so great. It was a renaissance in our marriage. And we made the commitment to start a company, essentially bringing all of the things you'd learn in a workshop and pleasuring techniques to people anywhere in the world who would never get naked and go to a sex workshop, which is pretty much everybody, <laughs> as yes. you can imagine. Yes, definitely. But I love the I love that you reached out and you found solutions. So tell us more. What did you learn? So one of the workshops we went to, we learned what many people call orgasmic meditation. That is one flavor. Orgasmic meditation is one flavor of a clitoral stroking technique that puts women into an expanded orgasmic experience. It's a giving without expectation of getting. It is full attention on a woman's pleasure with no need for her to do anything, say anything, be anything, respond in any way. She could literally lie there. She was dead as long as you knew she was having a good time because sometimes women want to go off into an orgasmic space that does not make their bodies 
make make noise or be loud. So I had never had that. I'd had a life like all of us of, I'll do this to you, so you do this to me. Quid pro quo kind of sex, patriarchal sex. Sex means intercourse. Oh, and oh, if you can't have an orgasm, I guess that's your problem, but I can have one, so we're still going to have intercourse. Like all the stuff that is screwed up about our sexuality. Well, not all of it. There's more, but (laughs) those are some of the big ones. And orgasmic meditation was taught by, now there's a documentary out about how it was a sex cult. And we understood it was a sex cult when we learned the technique. We also understood she was just one, the woman who started it was just one of the disciples of this entity, this community of people who had created this practice and it had been called many things. The Venus butterfly technique, extended massive orgasm, expanded orgasm, deliberate orgasm. There've been many people who've taught this basic clitoral stroking technique. So my husband and I learned it and we were so empowered by it and so enamored of it that we worked with Dr. Patty Taylor who got her PhD in female orgasmic potential. And she taught us a different approach to it that wasn't so transactional and was more oriented toward couples It was based in Kashmiri Shaivism, which is the oldest lineage of Tantra. And we created this program called Expand Her Orgasm Tonight to teach the stroking technique and all the skills around it, being able to feel and touch for rapture and how to get into a limbic trance state together and really how to get a woman to go from maybe not even having orgasms to having one, to having multiples, to having extended orgasms, to ultimately having these expanded orgasms, which are what I like to call quantum orgasms. They're both longer, bigger, more intense, and more dimensional. And everybody has the ability to learn how to do them. Everybody Whether you're XX or XY chromosome, whether you're a penis owner or a vulva owner, we have the ability to have over 20 kinds of orgasms. And the 20th one is wild card. There's ways I still don't know, and I've been doing this for decades, studying orgasmic expansion and potential, human orgasmic potential. I was so lucky to have a mentor whose PhD was on orgasmic potential and expanded orgasm. How lucky does a woman get that this is my mentor? So... (laughs) That's amazing. But you manifested that. So that was your... We were a good crew. And so my husband and I have had this practice for 20 years where he, I lay down and he delivers this expanded orgasm practice to me. And I also taught my boyfriend how to do it. And he does it. It's an easily learnable thing once you understand the fundamentals. So I've been on the receiving end of this for decades. And when my girlfriend, Jenna said, I'd like to have an ecstatic home birth, would you be interested in being my ecstatic birth partner? I said, what does that mean? And she said, I don't know. We're going to figure it out together. And I said, I want to be your ecstatic birth partner. And so I basically took all of the knowledge, all of the wisdom that my body had and all of the experience that I've had, and I just gave it to her. I just started doing her. And we call it a doing practice, D-O-I-N-G deliberate orgasm. It's a due date. It's a doing practice. It ha- This whole thing is has its own terminology, like any kind of, any kind of a construct such as Hatha yoga versus Bikram versus whatever, vinyasa flow. The same as you have jujitsu or you have, or what, everything has forms. 
and the forms create the create use the body's operating system to create the experience the given and expected experience when you do these things in this order in this way the body will have this reaction and in this case expanded orgasm is a five stroke clitoral technique that ha- gives the body these quantum orgasms teaches the body how to really be in sensation and feel pleasure at a level that most people never achieve And so I said, okay, what I would like to do is I'd like to have expanded orgasm dates with you. I'd like to stroke your vulva. I'd like to stroke your clitoris. I'd like to awaken your yoni. And she said, that sounds like a great place to start. And that's where we started. And at first her husband was like, okay, that's a little bit strange, but if that's what you want to do, and so I started really just with Butterflying her legs open, putting her on pillows, making her totally comfortable, telling her how beautiful she was, telling her how beautiful her yoni was, putting my hands on her body, doing the the belly butter for stretch mark prevention, honoring her, telling her what I saw when I looked at her genitals, and then touching her and slowly awakening her yoni over a series of months of dates that we had together. And I got to help her connect her mind to her yoni. I got to tell her, I'm touching you here. I'm touching, this is the shaft of your clitoris. This is your mons. This is your outer labia. This is your inner labia. This is the seam between your labia. This is your foreshadow. This is your introidal sphincter, the opening to your vagina. This is where your urethral sponge, your quote unquote G-spot, comes out on the face of your vulva, the vestibule. This is your vestibule. And I would just name every, and then I would go inside her. This is the G-spot, but it's not really a spot. Do you feel the tube? These are your nerves. Here's your pudendal nerve system. Here's the perineal sponge. This is your anterior fornix. This is your cervix. Do you feel this? This is the, I'm touching the little os. Can you feel the little os? And uh, over time, she got the mind-body connection. I, I loosened up everything. I relaxed her. I calmed her down. I had her tighten on my fingers, and then I had her release, and then I had her relax so she could feel the differences between those things. So she got like a an ability to control her musculature. She would be able to go up her vagina inside and feel my finger in different parts of her vagina. So I expanded her sensation of all three of her erectile tissue systems, her clitoral structure, the crora, as well as the shaft and the glands, as well as the vestibular bulbs underneath her outer labia. I showed her her whole urethral sponge. I showed her and had her feel where her perineal sponge was. We did mirror work. And mostly what happened was I did a lot of different hand techniques to her, very simple things that I knew I liked. And one of the first times I did it to her, she said, I have never been touched like this before. Not in my whole life. Not in, I am in my mid forties and I have never been touched like this by anyone. I've only ever had the tip of my clitoris touched and something's been stuck inside me. And I'm like, girl, I know. And that's bullshit. So so I just kept expanding. Some days she would want a lot of external stimulation. Other days she would want 
a lot of G-spot. There was one day when she just could not get enough G-spot pleasuring. There were some days when she was really wanting deep tissue massage inside the whole vaginal area. A lot of times, I think, again, patriarchal vestige of our sexuality, we think about our vagina, especially because it's called the birth canal. We think about it as being an inside out penis, like a sheep, but it's a pocket. It's a beautiful, stretchy muscle that goes all inside us. It's quantum, it's dimensional. And when I stopped doing things to her that were just in and out, and I started awakening every single thing inside her and outside her, she just relaxed into a level of pleasurable orgasm that I don't think she'd ever experienced before. It's not something that you can get with a toy, a tongue, or a penis. You have to use a hand. Our hands are the most articulate thing, articulate tool we have. And they have the ability to have touch depth. I can touch the surface of the skin. I can touch the tissue below the skin. I can send my orgasmic energy between my fingers through her body. And when you start thinking about that level of dimensionality and you bring it to a pleasure mind, you bring it to, I'm pushing her toward orgasm. I'm not giving her an orgasm. I'm notifying the orgasms they may present themselves and erupt like a spring out of her body because they're all in there. They just need to be allowed to come out. So I was just doing a lot of that allowing of her pleasure. And it was never, not one second, weird together. Here I am, a 61-year-old woman with a 45-year-old woman who's married and pregnant, giving her orgasms. And it just felt like the most right thing I'd ever done in the world. It just felt like what we should all be doing for each other. It felt like a panacea. It felt cathartic. It felt connected. And we just learned. And when I got to the point where when I was giving her orgasms, I was having them myself. I was, because one of the things that I've done over the last 20 years is I focused on expanding my own orgasmic capacity. I call myself an orgasmonaut. I like to go to the far reaches of orgasmic potential and come back and deliver the map to the territory so that people can just follow the steps to get there. Here's how I did it. Try these things. These were the things that helped me cross that chasm to close that orgasm gap. So and, I have to ask, how did this unfold in labor? So what was okay. her labor and birth like? Where did this yeah. bring you? Yeah. So she really wanted to have a home birth. The problem was right at the end. I want to say one more thing about the experience before I go to the end. And that is that one of the really beautiful things was me telling her how her body was changing as her vulva ripened, as her cervix ripened, as I could just feel everything changing, like to go from not even being able to tell she was pregnant to this giant belly and this voluptuous yoni was just so magnificent, man. I can't believe anybody wants to miss that unfoldment, which is so incredible. So she got right up. She went 45 weeks. At the end, I started taking her to the wow. hospital. And I said, I just want, let's get amnio, let's get the amnio measurements. Let's get, check the heartbeat. And I started getting people to take her every two days because she just really wanted to wait until she started going into labor and she wanted to have the baby at home. And at the point where 
the she was fine right up to 45 weeks she was there was no problem now wait so are you great. really saying 45 weeks not 40 weeks i'm saying 45 wow i've never weeks. met anyone at 45 weeks so that's no. incredible in itself nor had anyone in marin hospital <laughs> And they were like, they made her sign the papers. You're going against our advice to leave the hospital. They, right. they want to take that baby out at 44 weeks, at 43 weeks, at 42 weeks. They wanted her out. And she's, I don't know. I feel great. The baby seems to be active and having, doing well. Nothing seems to be a problem. The heartbeat is great. The fluid levels are high. Everything seems good. I'm just going to go with my gut and wait. The minute I don't think something's right, I'll go immediately to the hospital if it must at the end, she tried for three days to dilate and just could not get it going. Ended up going in. And I was so glad we had taken her to the hospital because she was afraid of the hospital at first because she was so oriented toward home birth. She had her pool. She had everything. And so when she got there, they said, we really would like to, you're not dilating and we need to get baby out. Now the heart's starting to go. Now the fluid isn't looking so good. None of the signs aren't great. So let's get it going. And she said, okay. She cried and cried. She wanted to have that baby at home so badly. And I was not there. I could not be there for that part of it. There was no orgasmic birth moment. But I don't feel like just because the moment that the baby came out wasn't orgasmic doesn't mean her entire oh. experience wasn't orgasmic. Her entire experience, except for a couple of hours, was orgasmic. So totally counts. Yep. Exactly. Orgasmic birth is broad enough for people birthing in their way and their power and bringing in that joy and love and connection. So yes. certainly she did that. So I know that you also talk a lot about, and I mentioned it up front, that a lot of people give birth and then what happened to this body? I remember looking yeah. down and going, whose body is this? And yeah. hadn't really thought about sexuality and healing. And I know you have some powerful tips there too yeah, for us. I do. So yeah, I mean, you're like, oh no, my boobs look like weasels in tube socks. I can barely go up and down the stairs up. My bones and my ligaments are so loose. I've got this saggy belly and a cesarean scar and whatever. You got all this stuff. My hair is falling out. It's a, you definitely do go through some transitions. The good news is you bounce back. You get through it and you bounce back. It's only temporary. So that's a nice piece of birth is that it doesn't last forever. <laughs> so it's interesting that it, it could be all over the map. I never know what a person's issues are or what their desires are, but I do think that there's some generalities. And the generalities are that there are some women who are just like not interested in having sex at all. And there are some women who are like, I gotta wait five weeks to have sex. Who decided that? I'm ready to go. And I always say that everything is someone else's opinion and you have to decide for yourself what is right for you. But one of the things that I often teach men, because a lot of times what I'm doing is I'm not talking to moms necessarily. I'm just talking to like women, men, couples, people, gender spectrum people, et cetera, about how to have really pleasurable, heart-connected, passionate lovemaking. That's my area of expertise. And where the dads get tripped up is they're always horny if they're healthy. They want to go every day to bed with you. They're, that's their thing. And so they don't understand why we're not like that. And what they don't understand is that our arousal windows are much longer than theirs. They are often, when we're talking about healthy people, no matter what, 
men's arousal is much quicker than females. And I don't say that it's every single couple. It's not. Everything is a spectrum. But those are generalities because of his testosterone dominance and her estrogen dominance. That estrogen is a worrywart molecule. We need to feel safe. We're not turned on automatically. We need to get warmed up. We've got 20, 30 minutes to get fully engorged, clitorally. We have as much erectile tissue as men, but it takes a lot longer to get the blood flow into our pelvic bowl than straight down his penis. So guys don't know that stuff. They don't know we have as much erectile tissue. When they're ready to go, they think we should be ready to go and they get frustrated that we're not and they take it as rejection or victimhood because those are the two emotions that men are allowed to have, which is ridiculous too. That's a ridiculous part of our society as well. And so I spend a lot of time explaining to men how to slow down and connect in their heart with their woman and bring her into the hold, to the hug, to the love, and to slowly allow her body to warm up. And I think there would be a lot more women postpartum who wanted to be intimate with their partner if intimacy didn't always mean sex. And by sex, if sex didn't always mean intercourse. Men yes. are very intercourse focused because it feels good to them, but they also have intercourse with us like we're a dude. They don't understand. It's not an inside out penis. They just don't understand that. And so I don't place blame. I just say what people don't understand and teach that to them so then they understand. And I think that sex as an intercourse is also a patriarchal religious artifact because Sex is for procreation only according to the church, right? And so that's what sex is. You should have sex. You should go forth and multiply and all that stuff. And so then we're really focused on intercourse. If sex meant I will hold you, stroke your hair, tell you how beautiful you are, give you a full body massage and give you a yoni massage and you don't need to do anything if you don't feel like it. And you can have unlimited of that as much as you want, whenever you want, and you're all of it. And there's never an obligation to go further. He'd net way more intercourse and she'd enjoy intercourse more. So I do think that you have an opportunity when you have a child to reset the way things have been now that you know you could do this instead, which is, I'd like it to be something where I'm always available for my vulva to be massaged. And I want you to make me a lot of offers to do that. I want you to set up the bedroom and the nest. I want you to take care of how we manage having children in the house around that. And I want you to clear the path for me to lay down, drop in and connect my pleasure and my heart to you so that we can have good intercourse. And I want to learn more intercourse skills. Now that we have children, we have to really double down on focusing on our sex life because they're going to drive us crazy and be knocking at the door. <laughs> so I yes. want us to learn more intercourse techniques. It's not just the old in and out. That, that can feel good when we're really warmed up, but there are a lot of other things we can do to learn how to make love to each other. And I'd like to keep working on our sex life together so we don't lose intimate connection. So I don't stop wanting you for sex because we have, and we can start right here and right now with you learning and me allowing and being willing to go through the learning curve with you of good yoni massage and yoni pleasuring.
I love it. Susan, you are amazing. You gave all of our listeners, right? So much to take in today to consider how they can bring it into their own lives and enhance their own pleasure, their orgasmic birth and their better sex and intimacy postpartum. How can people get in touch with you? Can you share your websites, your information? And we will be putting all this in the show notes too. Yes, there was one thing I wanted to give all of your listeners and that is at arousalsecrets.com. I've put together a video and a PDF that's free where I explain how your arousal systems work and what it is you need that you haven't been getting so that you don't think there's something wrong with you and that you can teach all your lovers throughout your life how to pleasure you in the way that will call you toward your orgasmic potential. That's at arousalsecrets.com. The way that you can get a hold of me is if you go to Arousal Secrets or you go and you opt in for that, you'll be on my newsletter and you can reply to any email that you get because I get all the replies. I have a care team that's been with me for over a decade, but I see all the personal messages first. They don't go to someone else. And so uh, if you have any questions about anything about your sex life, you're welcome to ask me because that's what made me good at what I do. I'm not a therapist or anything. I'm a publisher of Passionate Lovemaking, 44 books and programs by my count now. So that's one way. The second way is you can slide into my DMs and ask me questions there. I'm on Instagram at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N, Susan Bratton. And I'm happy to help you and meet you wherever you are. So there you go. And then, of course, there's Ecstatic Birth Massage. That's Jenna's and my video series. That's on Jenna's website. And you can get that too. So you can opt in for it now. The videos are being edited. Yeah. I can't wait for those for sure. Thank you so much for joining us today. For everyone that's here with us, we'd love to hear your biggest takeaway. As always, please tag us on Instagram. And we thank you for following us on Orgasmic Birth Podcast and look forward to having you join us for our next episode. Wishing you all pleasure. listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe.